Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast was recorded on Friday before uh, BTS released that they um, donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter, as well as ARMY matching another million within 24 hours of that announcement. So please listen to that episode with that in mind. Hi everyone, I'm Virginia Duarte, also known as Mandarin Mama. I'm the host of the show, The New Nepal Army Podcast, which is discusses the particular aspects and challenges of being a new HBTS fan. I am the entertainment editor for Mochi Magazine, as well as a freelance writer. And today I have our special guest, Jeff Harry. <laughs> Hello! Jeff Harry, Rediscover Your Play. Help people to play more so they can lead better, more fulfilling lives. Let's get into it. All right. So today's topic is um, very pertinent to our times. Um, we will be discussing how not to be a performative supporter <laughs> of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and um, why are we talking about this on a BTS podcast? Because it, I can. But also because... Um, in the last few weeks since the George Floyd murder, as well as many demonstrations, and, and truthfully, this has been going on for 400 years. It is not just because George Floyd was murdered. <laughs> so, but in the K-pop community, a lot of, I don't want to say stands, and I don't want to say anti, because I feel like those are like loaded words. But people, allegedly, have been calling out K-pop idols, K-pop stars, among them BTS, for saying, like, how come you haven't supported Black Lives Matter? How come you haven't made a statement? How come you haven't donated? How come you haven't put, like, out receipts? And then, um, and so that's why I think it's pertinent. And, uh, and then when the, when the idols or uh, companies do say, come out with a statement or say that they have donated, then people will come back and say, oh, too little, too late. Now, now it's just a, you're, it's a PR stunt. Um, why didn't you say something before? So there's really a no-win situation. Um, and so Big Hit, I think yesterday or the day before, put out a statement. No, not, not Big Hit. BTS finally put out a statement on their, on their channel saying like, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, we're against, we're against violence, like racial, let me get the actual quote so that I don't bungle that. So the actual tweet is, we stand against racial discrimination, we condemn violence, you, I, and we all have the right to be respected, we will stand together, and then they have the hashtag Black Lives Matter, they also have it in Korean. So that's what they wrote. And so, so that, that came out yesterday and right after bts finally was able to say that uh, i think other groups started releasing black lives matter and but bts was not the first you know, to to publicly say it um so yeah that's the uh topic oh but before i continue with that jeff you have you have been sending me articles about how k-popers were uh what was it well, can you define what a stan is? I don't even know what a, a K-pop stan is. Okay, so a stan. You remember that song by Eminem, Stan? That's, that sampled Dido? 
It's basically a guy writing a letter. His name was Dan. He wrote a letter to Eminem, to Eminem saying, like, hey, how come you don't respond to me? How come, like, I thought I re- I'm a really big fan of yours. I really want to, like, follow you. And, like, and then the letters keep getting, like, progressively more angry. Mm. Like, how come you don't pay attention to me? And, blah, 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 blah. and so, so, and he, it's signed Stan. And so uh, the song is about, like, an obsessive fan. Oh, and the guy ends up killing his girlfriend, shoving her in a trunk, and then saying it's Eminem's fault. And so originally, Stan is came from that song. The roots are in that song. The term was for like people who were like stalkers, basically. So, so yeah, so that's the origin of it. And then it just morphed into like being a big fan, not not just like a big casual pop, fan. Pop stands are just big are big. Yeah, yeah, like super fans, like people who are like. So, so the reason why I, I brought it up is because there were a lot of activists, a lot of people of color activists that hopped on Twitter either yesterday or the day before, and they saw that uh, White Lives Matters was trending and All Lives Matters was trending, and people were pissed, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, what, like, like, how... Because what the strategy, I guess, of white supremacist groups was that they were going to tr- do their best to get those hashtags trending, mm. right? So that they could, you know, speak their hate and vile, you know, to all of Twitter. But what no one saw, or at least activists in the U.S. didn't see, and I never saw this. I thought this was one of the coolest forms of social media organizing I've ever seen. <laughs> K-pop fans showed up, and I don't even know where, where, where they were showed up from all over the world or whatever it is, and we're like, we're going to take these hateful hashtags, and we're just going to post nice K-pop photos and videos of our favorite groups and just take over the hashtag, which was just pure genius. Because... They were able to share their love to rid Twitter of hate. And I was like, man, dude, that is so creative. So all these activists were like, you know, they were posting stuff like, man, I was so pissed. And then I was like, okay, go K-pop fans. I didn't even know you were supporting us. And I was like, let's go. And that is like a super creative um, way where you're not in the streets, but you're still doing a really important job. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it by sharing something that you love everywhere, every, all, all, already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've now silenced um, a lot of these hate groups. So when these hate groups are like, okay, well, we're going to do this other strategy, they can just do the same thing and then just take it over each and every time. So it's almost removing um, that tool as a platform for hate groups which is super powerful. That's dope. Yeah. And I oh, go ahead. K-pop fans and stands and whoever it is should be commended for all of their work because it's been amazing. And a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but like, uh, I think, I think in Dallas, the police had asked people to send in videos of like protesters or like people looting or they conflate the two obviously and then um 
So yeah, they're like, oh, send in videos of crimes happening or protesters so that we can... Basically, it's like a big brother, right? Like, so that they can... Yeah. And so K-popers, like, um, shut that app down because they flooded it with fan cams. And the same thing happened... I forget where. But the same thing happened somewhere else, too. Like, um, I think Kirkland. Yeah, so they, they've shut down, like, apps and, like, flooded hashtags. Um, the same manner so that people can't arrest protesters or like, um, so I feel like that, yes, that is a great way to use, to not be performative. And even if you are, it's useful. <laughs> like, um, and I think people don't realize that K-pop stands are people. You can care about Black Lives Matter. You can care about racial inequity. You can care about systemic racial injustice and be a K-pop fan, right? Like, Yeah, both, but they're not mutually exclusive. It's just you would, you rarely see, you know, the groups intermix, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, especially on Twitter of all things. When it's amazing, because if you think about it, like at least, you know, in the Asian American history compared to black history, a lot of similarities, let's just say, in the level of exploitation and uh, how this country was built on the backs of both those populations. So, but a lot of times still, they, you know, you don't, you don't see people allying, and that was a really powerful statement. I thought that was really amazing. Yeah, it came to the point where this uh, person I know, I, I met him, his name is... Kaleya Mendoza, and he created a lot of the Asians for Black Power um, posters, mm -hmm. and um, and now he he made a, a uh, he's Filipino American and and queer and awesome, and he you know created these posters of um, K-pop K-pop stands for, for for Black Lives Matter. That part's cool. I think that's really good. I think using your platform using your power that way is is a great example there's just there's what 20 something million k-pop i don't know I, i'm using the wrong term but like there's just so many fans that, that's a good side of k-pop activism right um but the flip side is what i just talked about right you're demanding people perform in a certain way you're demanding people prove that i mean there's no way to win it right so like part of it is that there's no good way. You can't, you can't, if you announce early that you support something, if you announce early that you've donated money, then they'll be like, oh, it's a PR stunt. Right? But if you don't say anything, then it's like, why are you saying So I feel like this is a terrible thing. So the cool thing is, yes, you can use, you can harness the K-pop power and then all these millions and millions of fans to like hijack, I guess, a hashtag or you know, use it for good and like shut down apps that are trying to like, track down people and arrest them, right? Um, or put them in some database. But the flip side is you're, you're forcing people to make a stand and comment. And people think they're doing a good job. They think they're doing something that's good for the community. But do you actually really want to, uh, so they, they think they're doing a good thing by like forcing a celebrity or an idol to like comment on Black Lives Matter and to like donate money and you know show receipts but the thing is dude, there's no way to win that mm -hmm. right if you 
if you don't say anything and you just donate in private, or even if you don't donate, it's not it's not my money. Why should, who who are we to say to force somebody to use their money in a certain way? You don't know their situation. Um, like, but if they say you do it, it's, if you are public about it, it's a PR move. You're insincere. You're just you're capitalizing on other people's suffering. If you are silent, then you don't care about these issues. You're, you're, you, K-pop wouldn't exist without black people, which is true, okay? K-pop mm -hmm. wouldn't exist without black music, without hip-hop. I mean, you could say that all of American music is black music, right? Like, it's, and it's just that people, people have appropriated it and claimed it as their own. Uh, but, you know, like, you could say that K-pop specifically chose the genres of R&B and hip-hop to expand, I guess, or to, to reinterpret in a, in a Korean month. And so they owe Black Lives Matter, right? Like they owe Black people, uh, or they owe, they, they, they have to say something. Or a lot of K-pop, some K-pop stars are Korean American, came from America and went back to Korea. And so like, oh, well, they have, they have to come in. But a lot of these kids, they, they came, they went back to Korea to train. At like 11, 12, 13 years old. You, you expect them to like know anything about this? So that's the flip side of, of it, right? You, there's no way to win it. Yeah, I feel like it's very performative. Like, don't force people to react either way, especially when you don't care. When you don't, you, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I feel like um, a lot of people are just doing it to tear Tear. tear them down yeah mm -hmm. I, it's i don't know my perspective on this is it's kind of in like an interesting arc almost like when you're dating somebody and you're dating that person for a certain reason and then at some point you're like well i want this person to change or i want this person to be this other way mm -hmm. and then when they are that way then you're like angry that they change why did you change who you are um, because when I think of a band or, or a, a group, right, a K-pop group, when they were first starting off, no one really cared what they had to say outside of their music, right? They're just listening to their music for the sake of listening to their music, right? And then at some point, they get popular enough that they can start speaking their mind. Well, part of the reason why you listen to them is because you liked what they had to say. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you are now telling this group, which you used to like speaking their mind. Now when they don't or they do, or they choose to in a different way that you want, you get really angry and you might be getting really angry because you're not speaking up. So then you're like, well, they should do what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. And frankly, that's just, that's just unfair and then also then it's not, it's not them being authentic, which is why you like them in the first place. Right. It, it's, kind of the, it's kind of the way in which I see some businesses in the U.S. Um, put out statements about Black Lives Matters. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like the standard canned work against injustice and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you're like, did you copy that from somebody? Like, did you target Coca-Cola, did you, did you copy that? And then you have other companies 
like like Lego that are like, this is wrong, and here's $4 million that we're donating to this organization. Right. Or Ben and Jerry's, if you look at Ben and Jerry's response to this, it's yeah. a four-page essay about white supremacy and how they need to destroy it. And by the way, we're going to also make a Black Lives Matters ice cream flavor. You know, it's just like, it's like, you know, that's them being authentically them. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question that I would have for any fans that are trying to do this for their groups is like, do you want them to speak up and say what they want to say? Or do you want them to say what you want to say? And if, and if it's more, they, I want them to say what, what you want them to say, then what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. how are you showing up? Are you, why are you getting angry at them for not doing that? Right. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. And you either can come for the ride or you can get off the ride. Mm -hmm. Like Elizabeth Gilbert says that about like the person that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She's like, a bunch of people came with me on that, on that book journey. And then I wrote another book and it was like, oh, you don't like this journey? That's cool. You can just get off. And then you can just hop on if you feel like it again. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to create what's like inside me and share that with the world. And you can choose to be a part of it or not. But when you start controlling mm -hmm. or trying to control, you know, then you ultimately are destroying the K-pop group that you loved. Yes. And so several things. I think fans themselves, I think what you say is totally legitimate. And then there are people who masquerade as fans called antis. Mm -hmm. who are doing it to destroy that group. Right. And so, and it's really actually very difficult to tell the difference <laughs> between them, right? Uh, and then, like, do you actually want the person you're standing to respond to Black Lives Matter only because you pressured them to? Right. Like, is that what we want? Is that, is that this kind of emptiness that we want? Like, Black Lives Matter matters, mattered before these demonstrations. You know, it's Black Lives Matter, period, right? Full stop. Like, don't... De so there's this YouTube reactor that I really like. His, his name's Terry. He runs the Briz, Briz Life channel. And uh, he and his friend, I think Desi, were on their podcast saying, like, oh, we're not going to call out groups for not supporting Black Lives Matter. He said, why? I don't need your fake performative wokeness. Right. <laughs> that's not exactly what he said, but that's kind of what he means, right? Like, he's like, I don't, we don't need you for that, right? Um, but then, so I totally, like, it's just a complicated thing, right? Because I feel like if I, let's say I followed some, like, American group, and and then if there was an Asian thing going on and they didn't say anything about it, like, like racism against, like, Asian people, um, I, I would be, a, I would be, well, I wouldn't be surprised because, let's face it, that's, a, that's life. Um, but I would be disappointed. And I would be hurt if they if they were somehow connected to the Asian movement or whatever, and they said nothing. So when Daniel Day Kim came out and said like, 
hey, I, I caught the coronavirus. I thought that was very powerful. Right? Like, uh, and then the things that he wrote about it or said about it. But like, so yes, I understand. Like, I would feel unseen, unheard, and hurt if people I admired did not care about something that totally affects my life. It, and, and, you know, America trying to actively kill me, I feel like, is a, a valid reason to be upset that someone doesn't care about it, right? <laughs> uh, however, it's also, it's also, they're not American. <laughs> they don't live in America. They live in another country. So I also find it very, like, and a lot of people who are calling them out aren't black. Right? They're like fake performative woke white kids or Asian kids or whatever, right? Like, um, well, they might also be pushing some of their own guilt, sure, have onto these like groups that they, you know, admire. Mm -hmm. And and it's, I don't know, it's it's tough. I I saw, I recently saw this person that I guess considers herself an influencer and she made an Instagram live where she was just like, influencers, where y'all at? Where y'all at right now? She was just calling people out. You have massive followers. What are you doing? And she, like, what I liked about it was that she was like, hey, this is your moment to show up. If you choose to show up, good. You should have showed up. If you choose not to, we out. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to spend, I'm just going to say this once. And then it's up to you to decide. Mm -hmm. But if you are like forcing your group to say something, then you really are asking them to not um, be themselves. And probably what you're more angry at is you might find out that like, hey, you know, maybe they don't care as much as you. And then you have a really hard mm -hmm. decision of like, do I really want to stay supporting this group or not? Or maybe they're not active, you know, that way. I felt that way toward Michael Jordan when he didn't speak up about, you know, Black Lives Matters back in the 90s when there was some shady stuff that went down. And then people were like, yeah, do you still want to be fans of him or not? Like, you have a choice at that point, right? Right, right. right. You have a moral dilemma. So they're struggling with that moral dilemma. So then they feel they need to use their rage or anger to get this group to make it right. But it really won't make it right. Because you're not going to be satisfied regardless of what they do. Exactly. And then also, that group, usually there's, for, I'll just use BTS as an example because it's a BTS podcast. Um, there's seven people. They are the largest group of a company, of a, of a company that used to be this, a very small entertainment company that employs 200 to 300 people that, are, that is trying to go IPO. You're telling me that they can just say whatever the hell they want? They cannot. They cannot. Because everything they say has huge reverberations. So even if they wanted to say something, they probably had to like have lots of conversations with lawyers. Like that statement that they put out. It came out that way probably because they had to go through all their lawyers, the company's lawyers, their personal lawyers, the PR company, like and then and then so just even like if they were in America, that's probably what they would have had to do. Because they share that account. Right? Like, so if you're in a group, you can't just take over your group's Twitter and just go off. You can't do that. You want to do, do that on your own? That's fine. But that's a shared account, right? 
And then, and then, this is the part that makes me upset. Um, and, and I feel like you can be upset about multiple things. So I'm not saying that it is, I feel like it's valid to be upset that BTS or whatever group you stand has not spoken out to the degree that you want them to speak out. I think it's valid and it's right, right? Like you, and you can decide whether or not you want to continue standing, like, like you said, John. But also, what is this height of arrogance that you expect people in another country, like it is, not America, to give two shits about you? And by you, I mean Americans and American issues, not black people. Okay, <laughs> like let me be very clear on who I'm talking about. Right? Um, why should a celebrity or anyone in a different in South Korea or any other country that is not the United States care about what is go make us? Why should they make a statement about something going on in America when no one? First of all, when American celebrities are saying. Very few American celebrities are saying anything except to like pander the same dilemma, I guess, um, or like hop on the bandwagon, you know, or, or again, the same dilemma. Are they pandering? Is that actually what they believe? If that's actually what they believe. How come they didn't say anything earlier? You know, whatever. You get to, whatever. Um, so why aren't we expect? Why aren't we demanding? What, where's the outrage and demand from like, how come no one's like going, hey, Justin Timberlake, you built your entire sound off of black people and black people. And I'm. I love Justin Timberlake, okay? But hey, Justin Timberlake, where were you when at the Super Bowl halftime show and you pulled off Janet Jackson's like clothes wardrobe malfunction and you just let her out and hang? I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do it. You know, where, where was, where's, where's that? How does that fall in Black Lives Matter? I'm curious. Please tell me. Where's your receipts? Right? But no, no one's doing that. No one's going, Eminem, where's your receipts? You're like the most famous white rapper. True. A black art form. You know, like where, where, where is the outrageous demand for American celebrities? So, so that's that's one. And then two, like the arrogance and thinking that any other country owes any commentary about American politics—not uh, politics, but things that happen in America. I don't see like people getting mad at American celebrities for like, oh, how, what is your opinion about South Korea? And they're like. And the fairy, the several fairy accidents. What is your opinion about this thing? Blah blah blah. Like, this is not again. This is not to make light of what is going on in our country. This is this is not to say that Black lives don't matter. Or whatever, right? Like this is this is not. They're separate. They're separate things. There are so many bad things going on in the world. You don't like. How come people aren't be like, hey? Why didn't you comment about XYZ happening in blah, blah, blah? How come you didn't comment about the fires in Australia? How come you didn't comment about, like, you know, everything I know about is in, like, Western culture because I'm so, like, brain you know, like, wh why? How? how the, that, that's the height of arrogance to think that another country gives, cares at all about your country and then when you yourself do not care about anything that happens in another country, right? Like, like, don't, don't come at people. <laughs> but I think also there's this self-righteousness of like, oh, I need to take it upon myself to get my K-pop group to support this movement. 
the movement doesn't really care. Like, mm -hmm. they're, they, they're getting shot at by police, man. Like, you know, they're trying to figure out what, how they're going to, um, you know, like, be able to protest for the next, like, 10 days and how to support that when a lot of people are going to jail and how do you keep the movement sustained? So whether your K-pop group shows up or not is not, like, that's probably not the fight you want to be spending anyway doing. Why don't you donate to some of these national bail funds or, or try to explain to your friends why this movement's important instead of spending your time just hating on, you know, I don't know, some, some band, dude, some group. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean by, like, performative wokeness. Like, you're, you don't actually care about these things. You just care to look like you care about them. Right, you're not even like because yeah, you're not even doing things to support the movement. You're just you're just spreading you're just spreading more hate, dude. But in like a weird roundabout way, because as if like well, if BTS came out earlier, then then what? What would happen? What 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 what, what, what do you think is going to happen? It, it it doesn't have a major impact on what's going on. You know, yeah. go out into the streets if you want to if you want to make a difference or speak up where you're at, if you want to make a difference, or, you know, make some, like make your own art instead of like hating on others for their art and how they want to express themselves. Yeah. And, and to be fair, a lot of people, a lot of big accounts, a lot of stan accounts and fan accounts have supported black lives matter. And they, you, they've used yeah. this giant, like giant fan base for, for good in that sense. Right. And so, that's, I don't, I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. Um, but like, don't, so in the same way we hijack like the White Lives Matter and the, and the All Lives Matter hashtags, like the, the, the hateful hashtags, that's what you're doing when you hijack the Black Lives Matter hashtag trying to call out your K-pop people because people are using that hashtag to keep aware. Oh, that's um, good. Because then, right? yeah, if you're doing that hashtag to get K-pop groups, uh, you're taking away from the stories that need to, need to be shared. Man. Come on, dude. Yeah, you're literally talking over black people. Come on. With your, with your K-pop group. Right? Like, just think things through. And look, I actually, I sound like all like, get off my lawn-ish, but um, a lot of these things I didn't even think about. Even like last week. Not because I didn't care about them, but just because I've never been an activist. I'm, I am an armchair activist. I am a keyboard warrior, okay? Like, that's my sphere of influence. I'm a blogger. I'm a writer. I'm an influencer. That's, that's what I do. So that's how I protest, right? Through my podcast, through my YouTube channel, through, through my writing, through my different verticals uh, or roles. But, like, don't. So, so I'm learning new things too. So I'm not saying that you're a bad person or whatever, but just like, let's examine this, right? Like, let's not just say, oh, you know, K-pop stars should be doing X, Y, Z. And like, you don't need to perform wokeness, but just like the way companies and influencers and celebrities are like putting out the obligatory Black Lives Matter, but their lives have never been about that. And you look at, and look, I, I, do not think it's fair to judge people 
and their whole lives based on what they put out online because that's a very curated feed. Okay, I get that. I get that. It's my job, I understand. Okay. At the same time, make your life meaningful. Like Black Lives Matter is not a hashtag. Caring about black lives and, and justice for black people in America, everywhere, you know, but specifically in America, because this is where it's happening at the moment. Like, that shouldn't be a weekend hashtag thing. That shouldn't be like a week-long thing. That shouldn't be... That's a way of life, mm -hmm. right? And if, if, this, if this is how you found out about it, if this is how you discovered it, or if this is how you... Like, it's the first time you're actually engaging it with it critically, that's great. Then that's fine. And no one says that you have to broadcast your journey online via hashtag <laughs> right? or on Twitter for people to see. But like, this is, this is people's lives. This is how, like, this is more than just K-pop. This is more than just like a trendy thing or a thing to not look like you're racist. Right? Like, it's... Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it... Uh, uh, what is it? Lindastic, I think it was this Twitter handle said something about, um, but she was just like, the resistance is not one, a one lane highway. Maybe your lane is protesting. Maybe your lane is organizing. Maybe your lane is counseling. Maybe your lane is art activism. Maybe your lane is surviving the day. Do not feel guilty for not occupying every lane. We need all of them. So it's this idea of like, Show up how you want to show up, but show up authentically. Just don't show up because someone told you to, mm. but show up because you actually want to be here, you know? And I'd rather, like, it would rather make sense for, if you wanted your group to show up, you'd rather, it'd rather make sense for them to show up because they deliberately chose to do that mm -hmm. than simply because they were pressured into doing it. Because well, then they're not going to really be that helpful because no. you're going to be out as soon as they like as soon as they put out their general statement like many of these companies they're going to put out their general statement and then they're out then they're back to business as usual and we it's harmful you don't need that you don't need that and it's actual harm right it's, so i want to separate two statements one is that bts has in general spoken out against injustice and social things with, through their music and their art and as like in the capacity that they are allowed and constrained as, as idols, right? But they have over the, like, if you wanted to look for it, there are many accounts just showing up, like looking through their entire seven year history of tweets. Like, like these are the ways they've supported, you know, different situations and causes and it's consistent right the consistent body of thing so that's one thing and the second thing is it actually does harm it does harm when you perform wokeness it does harm when you have companies and celebrities put out a statement and say oh black lives matter but then reflect nothing about it and, and just go back to business as usual um, right, so, right. so brandy riley my favorite coach and writer and activist and, well, I guess I don't think she would call herself an activist, um, but you know she, she encouraged to earn more. Her her tweet went viral 
um, mm-hmm. the past few days because she said, okay, that's great that you put out the statement. Where Show me a picture of your board of directors. Right. Right? The danger and the harm that these like statements that are like forced out is that it, people think that that's what it means. Like people think that that actually makes any, any difference. But no, that's saying that doesn't make it so. Saying something doesn't make it so. Right? You say Black Lives Matter, but your company doesn't employ any. Yeah, your actions speak no, to none of it. It's, it's right. kind of like apologizing, but not changing your behavior. That, oh, well, they're like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you were hurt. Yeah. Versus, I'm sorry. Well, I- I'm sorry. Well, will you do it again? Maybe. Well, then you're not sorry because you haven't learned anything from it. You just, right. you just are saying sorry so you can get away. So you mm-hmm. can run away as quickly as possible. And that's kind of what a yeah. lot of places are doing it. And that's where like this gets into the whole argument. And this is why I think this is, this is, uh, you know, decade, there's going to be decades of struggle coming out of this is like, do you want to give up your power? Like, do you really mm-hmm. want to give it up? Because that is the end of the day. The game is this like, do people want to give up their power? So yeah. So I, I don't know when I, I, I'm thinking about someone that's spending a majority of their time pressuring some, you know, performer to say something that they themselves want to say. It's just like, is that how you want to show up right now? Is that where you want to put your energy? Yeah. So this is kind of like a frustration kind of podcast and uh, which is fine. And I think it, I think these actually are useful discussions. And I think like most things, it is not just, it is not just like, it, it's a false binary, right? Like you, you set it up as you either, you either say something or you don't. And if you say something, then, then you're, you're supportive of blah, blah, blah. And if you don't, then you're some racist, horrible person. And it's not, it's not a binary. There are multiple things at play here uh, in terms of like, how it relates to K-pop and fandom and your artists. It is, yeah, it's a big, big thing. Um, and it's a, it's a lifestyle, right? Like, and it's, a, it's something that you constantly have to examine, right? right. Like how, what, is, what, is, what does that actually mean to, to have your life support Black Lives Matter? Like what does that actually mean for a company to change their like, operations or how they how you know what i mean like how they from how they recruit to how they promote to how how policies are you know what i mean it's it's not a personal thing it's 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 not just a personal thing like racism is not just a guy in the hood right it's a systemic thing it's it's both it's and right right? and so um and i feel like that these discussions are good when we talk about the ands right I will say this, and this might contradict a ton of the things that I said earlier, but I just saw this tweet by Nicole Falch, who said, if you're a white woman who has ever used the Lizzo lyric in an Instagram caption, you have to donate to a bail fund. That's the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's, look, if it were that easy, then it would be, it's funny, right? Like, sometimes you can just write it um but like you know like i 
I ultimately I want people just to think. And perhaps if you're already if you're listening to the end of this podcast, you're already I'm preaching to the choir, right? Like if you were if this was not your dad, you would have noped out like two minutes in, right? Like so I so I understand this might be some sort of echo chamber, but I feel like it's actually important to address, right? Like it's not a one and done. It's not just a thing you say. It's it's a these these discussions are important and it behooves us to examine them critically. Right. And I think what I'm what I th- think of is is when I say show up authentically is like understand why you're showing up. You know, are you showing up because it's out of peer pressure? You know, are you showing up because it's the cool thing to do right now? Or are you showing up because you're like willing to really question um you know, the current system of power, Mm -hmm. as well as what role you played and maybe, you know, what privilege you had in that power, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's a harder way to show up, but that's a much more authentic way of showing up. Yeah. And then, and then truth is, it's probably a mix of a lot of things, right? It's because we're, again, we are people of and, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. Like, why, why am I talking about this on my podcast? Well, one, I think it's important. Two, I have a platform I should use it. Three, maybe I'm worried that if I don't say something, my friends will think that I'm not supporting them and I'm not using my platform for it. Maybe I'm worried that I don't want to be that person who is worried about people not supporting them. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it, like it's a it's a so I don't think you necessarily need pure motives like you there's no like litmus test there's no gatekeeping but I think it is the trajectory your, your overall arc your overall progr- story you know your overall how you're trying to move forward and I don't know if that actually makes sense but um, but just that it's not like a purity test like you have the past X Y Z and therefore. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know if I, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Do I have to cut that entire part? <laughs> but, you know, just, Jeff, okay. I feel like you would have some good things to say about this. Like, because you, you talk about, like, learning through play and a lot of the things that we've talked about are, like, being your authentic self, like you, what you're saying. What advice would you give people who want, who maybe do feel a lot of conflict and are maybe afraid? How would you advise them to be their authentic self and support Black Lives Matter and like um uh, I don't know before I was answering this question to actually uh there's a Facebook group called Asians Asian I don't know Asian Hustlers Network it's a Asian uh like a entrepreneurial group that like I guess all these leaders are kicking ass and taking names and all this stuff and they were saying stuff about like how they should show up right now and as much as I was saying about like externally like what are you doing to show up um to hire you know people of color and what are you doing and how you you know you do your practices a lot of the things that I first said before you start talking about all the systematic external stuff I would first challenge people to like reflect internally of like, how do you feel about this? You know, what are the conflicts Mm -hmm. that you're having? 
and then have those discussions with your friends. You know, like, I've never felt mm -hmm. this way. I've always thought the police were, you know, I always call the police whenever I feel unsafe. Well, there's a whole population of people that have never called the police because they actually think that it's going to escalate the situation. So really questioning your own biases and your own values is, I think, a first important step to do. Mm -hmm. And then when you, when you are struggling with that, then share that with others, whether that's sharing that, you know, online or whether that's sharing that with your friends, but being like, I have conflict about this and be vulnerable, you know, call out mm -hmm. like, I didn't even realize I have a certain level of uh, racism, even though I'm an Asian person, right? Or I didn't realize my level of, of white privilege, if you're like some white man, and you're like, wow, I thought it was bad, but I didn't think it was this bad. You know, my friend uh, James Todd recently put out where he was just like, he just acknowledged all of his privileges. He's like, I've been reflecting on this, and this is what I've, I've noticed. Um, and it's like rough on me, but it's not that bad in comparison to what everyone else is going through. So I would ask people to like internally question what it is, what's the conflicts that they're going through and to own their own biases and then really ask themselves whether they're willing to change it. That's the hardest, that's the harder work. Mm -hmm. And then and in I the meantime, show up in the meantime, you know, like actually research how you can help because whether you're donating to bail funds for everyone that's going, you know, going to jail or... Um, you're sharing, you know, some of what the protests are, are posting, but are not coming out into the mainstream media, you know, you're helping in some way, but that's where I would start. I would start internally. Okay. Uh, I would add to that. Please do not go to your black friends and like cry about your group. Yeah. Don't do that. That's just annoying. <laughs> that's just annoying and exhausting. Please do not go to your black friends. Or Asian friends, or people of color friends, but in this particular instance, black friends. Please do not go to them and say, please educate me. No, you do the fucking work. You do the yeah. work. You yeah. Google. You, you, you do the work. You don't put this on your black friends. Yeah, it's you know, but that's what I'm saying. Is it's, like, it's your job to identify your own racial biases and own that shit, you know? Um, and then call yourself out on it. Call yourself out on the hypocrisies. But don't put it on somebody else to explain it for you. Because that's just being lazy. And, and racist. And more racist. Because you're also then using your power again to be like, help me. You know. Yes. And, and then the other part of that, this is part of I mean, we're getting into it. It's just like, also don't feel pity. Don't spend time like, feeling sorry for people of color. Because it's like, this, none of this is new. Like, people act like, I can't believe this. It's like, yeah, this has been going on for a long time, dude. You know, the last lynching happened in 1981. You know, 1,500 people per year, 1,100 to 1,500 people per year are killed by the cops. A hundred of them are unarmed every year, at least a hundred. Those are the stats only from 2013 to 2020. That's not counting all the other years that they haven't been recording this. So this is not new for us. It's new for you. So, like, you got to deal with your own shit. 
you got to deal with your own biases, you know. Oh, we got Jeff Sway. He's you know. mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this, I will be releasing a second episode with my friend, Ed, who is going to be talking about when you're just starting as an activist, kind of like how, how to be a good, how to not get in the way of being an activist or like protesting. So, um, so yeah, a, a big part of this journey is to also shut up and just read and figure out how to show up and like, just because you're having these thoughts for the first time doesn't mean that it has not been thought about for mm-hmm. 400 years, right? Right. Um, so go, ed- go educate yourself. And listen. Listen to the people who came before you. I, there, there's probably going to be a whole slew of heavier episodes that I feel like this is stuff I like anyway um, to talk about. So please like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell if you're watching it on YouTube. And if you are listening on a podcast, please subscribe to the podcast from your podcasty platforms. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.